Right on New Zealand and all you people out there in the office, put your hand up if you've ever thrown a javelin. Put your hands up. Now, keep your hand up if you thought it was easy. And all the hands go down. We've got an exponent of it who regularly throws over 60 metres, which is a bloody long way. Uh, she's stuck in Eugene, Oregon. Her name's Tori Peters. She came second at the Diamond League Finals. Won some cash, won a silver medal. Uh, didn't win a, tie, a flight on time, though. Tori joins us. G'day. G'day, how you going? I'm all right. How long's your flight delayed for? Oh, look, we've, we've been here for quite a while now. I'm going to say, you know, we've been here for over eight hours in the Eugene Airport, and you can imagine it's um, it's not the most riveting place to be for eight hours. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, you can ju- Is there a Chick-fil-A in there? Oh, look, I've, I've actually polished off a few chicken wings, if I don't <laughs> say so myself. <laughs> it's end of season. You can just consume. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Treat yourself. Um, what a final performance for you. you. You threw 60 and a half, and then I think on your next throw, you threw 61.3, which was good enough for a second placing. It really does cap off a good season for you. Yeah, look, I'm just really wrapped this season with how consistent I've been around that 60-plus metre mark, and um, it's sort of been a big goal of mine um, is to be a bit more consistent around that space. And, um, you know, when you're a bit more consistent around those distances, you know, there's a, a bit, an even bigger one sitting there. So, um, unfortunately, you know, didn't quite get out, you know, the that, that real big one that I know is sitting there. But, um, you know, everything that I've done this season really bodes well for next year. So that's the main thing. And to be honest, you know, I've just I've just really enjoyed it this season on the on the circuit with the girls and here in Europe. And, um, yeah, I've had a blast. And, and, yeah, I guess it's been reflected as well in, in the results. I wanted to talk to you about the camaraderie within the Javelin squad because in the Diamond League and various events and comp games and all, all that sort of stuff, um, you've thrown with similar people. And I've talked to Tom Walsh about it in the shot putters, the really good camaraderie, except for the hour you're throwing against each other. Is, is it the same in Javelin because you all get each other? Yeah, it really is. It's it's really interesting, eh? I think everyone sort of um, from the outside looking in thinks it's, it's super competitive and, you know, that we might not be friends and things like that, but... I mean, like, we're all having breakfast together the morning of the comp and, you know, we have, we have dinner together afterwards and a few drinks. And, you know, yesterday after the comp, a few of us actually went whitewater rafting in Oregon, you know, together. And, you know, we're just, we're just really, um, really good friends and really supportive of each other. And I think there's quite a, a really cool connection between us all where we all just want each other to um, throw, you know, throw really well and, and get the best out of, out of ourselves, really. So... Um, it's a it's a really cool community, and um, yes, yeah, I think that's what makes it all the more enjoyable. We spend quite a lot of the time, obviously, on the road competing together, and you know you're in hotel rooms together and that sort of thing. So, I mean, it'd be bloody hard work if if you're in hotel rooms and you didn't get along, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, it really would. Hey, look, you threw in Japan in May. Uh, I think it was sixty three twenty six. Is any day over sixty a good day, or is, are you setting your benchmark a little bit high now? Look, I think for me, you know, particularly anything over 60 is, is a great day at the office for me. And I think, you know, the more I can become consistent around those distances, like I said, you're going to see a bigger one pop out somewhere along the line. But I think just with the way Javelin is around, you know, being, um, you know, quite the, the throw being really affected by wind conditions and weather conditions and things like that, and um, that, you know, to be able to get out 60 often is quite good. And I think for me, there was a few competitions there where I, I wasn't quite, 
that technically sound, but still managed a 60 metre throw. So for me, I knew, you know, well, if I can throw 60 and sort of not really feel like I'm connecting that well on the delivery of the javelin, then that's actually quite exciting, you know, because I know that with a bit more technical work, when I really get that, that 60 is going to be, you know, a, a good three or four metres more. And, and, that, and that sounds quite like a large margin, but when you think about it, a javelin is actually, you know, it's just over two metres long. So it's only really, you know, a couple of javelin lengths. Um, and so three to four metres is, isn't that much in, in the scheme of things. So, um, yeah, it's, um, yeah, it's just, yeah, I guess it's just one of those things. Tell me about... What is the perfect, if you could dial up, the perfect weather conditions? I want to know the temperature, the wind strength and the wind direction that if a javelin thrower could dial it up, what would it be? Well, the temp, the temp you'd be looking for would, would definitely be sort of that 27, 28 degrees. And that's like, this is for me, yep. 20, you know, 26, 27 degrees, 28 degrees. Um, nice, yeah, nice and warm and a very slight headwind. Um, would be would be optimal, and so just that slight headwind actually helps to to keep the javelin up, and the javelin sort of climbs on the wind. Mm. Um, so for us, that's that's the sort of wind that that you really want, and that sort of temperature. Like you don't really want it to be, you don't want it to be cold. Um, it's too hard on the body, and you need the muscles to be really warm, and and that sort of thing. So um, yeah. That, that that would be the optimal, but you know the chances of getting that is is very slim. Yeah, and so you, um, you and, just got to you got to roll with what you got. And you want it for you, not for the others. That's the other thing. You just want it to swing around and get cut, and then it's your turn again. And it warms up, and the wind happens. The, the other thing, too, very individual sport. And you talked about um, you you mix and mingle and socialise with your fellow competitors. But at Diamond Leagues, and we've had Worlds. Um, you're part of a New Zealand team, even though you don't have a teammate throwing the javelin with you. Is that a dynamic that that really spurs you on when there's other Kiwis in the same event? Yeah, totally. I think um, it is a really interesting space. Like I came from a lot of team sports when I was at high school and, and throughout my first couple of years at uni, and I loved in the team environment and really thrive in that environment around others and um, being able to challenge myself and compare myself to others. And um, so it's it's really nice uh, when we do come into a bit of a team team camp situation where you know there is that bit of banter, you know, at training with with others, and you know also. I guess athletics in New Zealand, like, you know, all of us are based um, all around the country. So we only really see each other um, every now and again if the competitions align, you know. Um, and so it is cool to come into a space where, you know, you're together for a couple of weeks. And, and yeah, and, and yeah, like I said, you can you can go for coffee, you can train together. And, and yeah, it is really cool. And it's a really nice feeling to sort of feel like you are a team. Um, so, and you've always got quite a, you know, quite a variety of, of characters um, amongst the group as well, which always, always makes it a good laugh and um, yeah, quite entertaining. So it is really enjoyable. Yeah. I've talked to a lot of our track and field athletes over the last couple of years. And so now the answer is not allowed to be Sam Tanner, because I think that would be the answer. Um, <laughs> who is the biggest character in, that wears our black singlet internationally that gets your spirits up when you just want to be around? <laughs> It is Sam Tanner, right? I'm gonna think you've said it's not allowed to be him because it so is him. <laughs> it so is. I look like he is just um, such a really cool dude, and I think you know he just brings a really awesome energy to the group. And um, yeah, he's such a yeah such a free spirit to be around, and I, I think he's just awesome, eh? And so um, knows how to have a laugh, but you know knows how to how to train well and train hard. So um, 
yeah, it always keeps keeps the mood pretty lock-hearted and always up for a for a, a yeah, bit of banter. So it's it's actually yeah, it would be Santana. <laughs> <laughs> the first time I interviewed him, he described himself as a surfer musician who just happens to be reasonably good at running, which is kind of cool. It's kind of <laughs> cool. Now the big throw. Um, what's what's not what's missing? Um, what have you identified? Um, is it is it something technical? Is it strength? Is it speed that's going to find that next two, three, four metres you, you really want? Yeah, for me, it's definitely technical. I think there's aspects of my throw that um, are very subpar, I would say, and I just sort of get away with it, um, get away with throwing well off of the technique that I've got with, you know, the pure strength that I've got. And, um, you know, for me particularly, my, my block leg, uh, my left leg, I block and it's quite bent, and, and that's actually... A huge waste of power um, and so for me it's about you know getting that left leg straighter um, into my delivery and and being able to transfer that force from from the runway into the javelin so um, for me that that's a huge piece of it um, and then also just just my connection and my timing on on the delivery as well I have a tendency of wanting to throw too soon um, so not really getting the length of the pull on the javelin that you know that I could be getting really, I guess. So um, it's it's a it's a funny one. It's always um, about being patient, and um, I often it's been funny these last few competitions that I've had, and um, I have found that my better throws have been the ones where I've told myself at the top of the runway, uh, "Okay, Tori, just just don't try, don't try," <laughs> you know. And so <laughs> it's um. It seems like you know, but but back to front really doesn't it? But um, yeah, it's, it's sort of those throws where you can just fully relax and just really trust that your body knows what it's going about to do. And I think you know we all like to be in control, and particularly me, I have a tendency to anticipate the throw, and and that's where you know I, I deliver the javelin a bit too early and don't actually finish finish the whole technical com- like sequence, I guess. So there are a couple of a couple of things, but you know it's. I say it and it probably sounds like like a, a lot to fix, right? But it's actually not. There's a lot of things in the throw where if you fix one thing, it kind of fixes another. So um, for me, it's about finding that, that cue that's going to fix a couple of things. So uh, we've got some really good some really good ideas in mind of how we're going to work on that this off-season. And I'm really, really excited at the prospect of that. And um, I love a challenge and I love, I'm really curious about the event and I'm really curious about the different ways that I can, you know, achieve this this technique and, and improve my technique. So, um, and I've also got some some pretty great brains um, helping me out as well in the gym and, and at the track. So um, I'm pretty confident that, you know, this off-season we'll be able to string together the right combination of drills and and um, and throwing sessions to, to be able to fine-tune it and sort it out before next year. Absolutely brilliant, uh, Tori. Well, huge congratulations on that result. And the good thing is, I won't say how much, but there's a decent little price tag on there. So for once, you can come through Auckland Duty Free and stop and meander and have a look for a while. <laughs> and you richly deserve it. It's a stellar season, stellar season. Oh, awesome. Hey, thank you so much. And, yeah, it's just been it's been pretty awesome and it's actually been really nice as well to see all the support and have all the messages of support while we've been away and, and, and to know that people have been following. So, um, yeah, that's been really cool, and I think it's awesome as well. Just you know that the fact that you know there's there's a attempt to have it on tally, and and people are you know people are able to look it up or, or whatever. So 
even just that's that's really cool. Um, and I think you know it's it's a quite exciting to have this have had the six of us in a Diamond League final. And I think it, it's a great thing for the sport in New Zealand. So yeah, it's really cool. I do too. Hardy, congratulations. Travel safe, and I hope you get away before too long. Yeah, cheers, Steffi. Thank you. There she is, Tori Peters, fresh off a second at the final of the Diamond League. We'll take a quick break.